Jano Media, in association with Get Over It Productions, brings you The Wrath of Josie Steggles, a revenge comedy pod play in five parts. It's Judgment Day. The last few months have been building up to this moment and Josie has decided she wants closure. But will Darren fall to his knees and ask for forgiveness? Or rise from his deathbed in a bloodthirsty rage? This is the showdown to end all showdowns. The Wrath of Josie Steggles is sponsored by Three Spirit Drinks, award-winning botanical elixirs and alt wines designed for flavour and function. And right now, if you make a purchase through the Three Spirit Drinks website using the promo code SCENE, you can get 15% off your first order. That's S-C-E-N-E for 15% off. Ladies and gentlemen, and all who lie in between, we anxiously present to you this gripping finale. Goliath. As Darren lies in bed dying, I decide to give him a final opportunity to tell me the truth. I ask him, Darren, the pills in your cupboard, what are they for? What, what, what pills? Tell me, are they for drugging girls? Getting them to sleep with you? Darren's silent for several moments. I need to know. And eventually, Darren mutters, Christ, I need a doctor. Help me. I kneel down in front of him. Look him in the eye. Do you not remember barging into me? outside the club where you work. It was in town last month. What are you talking about? You laughed at me. You called me disgusting. There's silence for several moments. I wait for the apology. Finally. Because I've decided... I'm willing to show him mercy. Because I can't be sure. I'll call him an ambulance. Then run away. Disappear. Darren's eyes flicker with life. He moves his arm. Pushes it under his body. Uses it to prop himself up. Clearly wanting to make a big effort. To ask for forgiveness. Here he goes. I brace myself. He says, You did this to me, didn't you? You fucking bitch. What have you done? Give me the fucking phone. I'm stunned. Can't move. Powerless as Darren somehow manages to push himself up onto his feet. And maybe because he's been so sick, I've forgotten how big he is. Suddenly, he's looming down on me and he says, he says, I'll fucking kill you. He takes one step forward 
I retreat onto the landing, but he's catching up because momentum's pushing him forward. It turns out that hate is his primal power, his energy source, and my innocent little poison's no match for it. Suddenly, his right fist takes a swing at me, but his aim is all off. Bam! It smashes into the wall. It's plasterboard and leaves a massive dent. Bam! Another fist, and this wall's concrete, but it doesn't matter. He feels no pain. He's still moving. Gotta get to the stairs. Nearly there. He's falling forward. His arms reaching out. His hands. He's aiming for my neck. He's gonna strangle me or fall on me, crush me to death. I'm about to die, but somehow I managed to duck out of the way, away from the stairs, and he's still moving forward. He looks confused, awkward, because he's losing his balance. Then he sort of smiles because he's recovered a bit and he's got me trapped. And that's when... When I run at him. I aim low, his knees, and I push him as hard as I can with everything I've got. And somehow I find a weakness. Because back he falls. And as I hit the landing floor, I look up. He's trying to grab something. But there's nothing to grab. Just air. And down he goes, down the stairs, unable to stop. And the whole stairway seems to want to rip apart as he plummets downward like a meteor crashing to the earth. Bang! He hits the tiles at the bottom. They shatter. Twenty minutes go by. I wait for the neighbours to knock on the door, to complain about the disturbance, the police to arrive. Nothing. I remember. Darren lives in a student area. Maybe all the students have gone home for the summer. I peer over the landing. Darren doesn't move. There's a puddle of blood next to his head. I creep down the stairs. Stand over him. And for some reason, even now, I want him to be breathing. But he's not. His eyes are wide open. Not in terror, but in hate. Darren, you stupid twat. You could have just said sorry. Why couldn't you say sorry? I look up in Darren's mirror and I'm crying. Proper tears. Okay, Josie, that's enough. You better get to work. After all, you are the cleaner. For the next six hours, through the night, I clean the whole house. Leave no sign of antifreeze. 
No smoothie. No fingerprints. Nothing. Of course, I don't try to move Darren. I even leave the blood puddle around his head. Maybe people think he had an unfortunate accident. We'll see. At dawn, I slip out. I suppose there's always the possibility that I'll get caught. That someone saw me entering or leaving the house. But you see, I'm not a very memorable person. I never make a big impression. A few weeks later, in the bookshop, James gets the sack. Because I complained about him to the area manager. And besides, they were already on to him because he shouted at a student. And I make sure senior management know that Bridget wanted to intervene. So Bridget is finally recognised and is now the manager. Should have got the job in the first place. And she immediately puts me back on the shop floor and I get my hours back. As for Darren, the papers reckon it could be drug dealers that killed him. Because bouncers can make enemies. And there were signs of an almighty struggle. Fist holes in the walls. Must have been a big guy to take on a beast like Darren. The newspaper even leads with the headline, Goliath Killer. I like that. A month goes by. The summer holidays are over and the students are back. I feel very distanced from it all now. Even wonder if I dreamt my whole involvement up. Like it was a daydream I had of an invented story that I'd written. Until one day, a young girl enters the shop. I recognise her straight away. It's Sean. She stares at me as I put her textbook through the till. She smiles. Thanks. And as she leaves, I do something really stupid. Because I need to know if everything is real or not. I ask her, how'd the exams go? And moments go by as she takes it all in. Joins the dots. Because she must have seen the news. Maybe even been questioned by police, but clearly hasn't mentioned the helpful cleaner. And then... I did okay, I think. She goes to leave. I look out of the window. Sean approaches a group of girls and they chat amongst themselves. As they walk away, I swear she looks back at me for a moment and smiles. That evening, I phone my mum and I tell her the truth. Some of it. I like living in Cardiff. I like living on my own. Oh. And my cat died. 
It's okay. It's okay. No, Dad doesn't need to come and get me. Stop it. Look, please. Maybe. I don't know what I want yet. But I do know this. I'm fed up of people pushing me around. Looking down on me. Thinking they're better than me. Being passive. It's not good enough, is it? Things won't change otherwise. You gotta fight. I say goodbye to my mum. Then look across at a little shelf next to my bed. I fitted it yesterday. There's only one object on there. A little action figure. A soldier with a beret and a gun. Darren's. I do think. The soldier looks very lonely on his own. Maybe I'll get some more figures. Make a little display. I turn. Look in the mirror. And put on my favourite clothes. Because it's Saturday night. And I fancy going into town. The Wrath of Josie Steggles is written by Kevin Jones, stars Maddie McMahon, and is directed by Scott Lacrasse. It's a Jano Media podcast in association with Get Over It Productions. If you enjoyed this pod play, please leave us a review. All feedback is welcome. And head over to the other podcast we make, The Scene, tiny pieces of portable theatre. The Scene is dedicated to giving new writing and fringe theatre a digital reach beyond the stage. Follow us everywhere at the scene underscore pod.